G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. So we was in church and Carlos was thinking, oh no, Carmen told the pastor what I did today. Then he said, oh no, she never moved from my side. How did he know? And this is how he realized that God is real and that thy Carlos got saved. Yes, amazing how God can use a situation. The Story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, we have a Latino-flavoured one in store for you today as Karen Hunt has a chat with Carmen Sanchez, who's originally from South America and has written a cookbook. Carmen will share about her journey to Australia and about her journey to faith in Christ. That's Carmen Sanchez sharing her life journey today on The Story. Now you were born in Uruguay, is that right? That's correct, yes. I was born in Uruguay and then lived in Argentina as well. So how old were you when you moved to Argentina? I was nearly 20. I got married when I was 19 and then we moved to Argentina. That was the days of your uh, young womanhood. Let's rewind a little bit. Your early days growing up, what was it like? What was family life like for you and where exactly was that? Well, I live in Uruguay in the city. Okay, I'm a city girl, just in a neighborhood. I come from the middle class, between poor and middle class. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, a very lovely family. We was brought up around the table, always chatting and sharing. Uh, doesn't matter what you share, it's about sharing, you know, and telling stories and laughing. One of my greatest memories is just being around the table, just drinking a, a cup of coffee with my brother and sister and just laughing while my mother was doing the ironing. Simple life, but yes, so meaningful. That it still marked my life today. So how many siblings were there? I have my sister Anna, my brother Carlos, and my brother Eduardo. And are they still in the motherland or are they in Australia as well? Well, my two brothers are in Uruguay, my sister is in Argentina. Okay, so growing up within your family structure, was Christianity a part of your world or was Catholicism a huge part? What was it like there? Well, um, in our country, is Catholicism is the thing. Back in the days, uh, the only religion that I knew was being Catholic or Jehovah's Witness. I never heard anything else. My first time I, uh, first time I hear about uh, the gospel was here in Australia, but not in my country. Um, I was very curious. We, we didn't go every Sunday to church. You know, more Christmas and Easter's. But I was very curious and I went to the Jehovah's Witness because I said it has to be more than this. I was seeking, but I wasn't, I didn't know what I was seeking for. So as a teenager, Carmen, what were your interests at that time? What were you involved with? 
my parents put me to study um, back in the days they used to call it like a bilingual secretary and I did accounting because I'm a numbers person. I wanted to study professor of mathematics, but I, I was not allowed because the book was so expensive. My parents couldn't afford it. Tell us how you met your hubby, Carlos, and how you actually came to Australia. About a block from my house where was a basketball team, you know, the neighborhood. So we used to go and watch basketball. And sometimes once a month, there was a dance. So that Saturday, I went to the dance and there was Carlos. And that's how we met. And I automatically start thinking of all the great Latino <laughs> dancing. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, and um, Carlos is dancing is not his thing, it's my thing. So he doesn't have the rhythm that you do? No, I was born dancing. <laughs> I love dancing. But um, we got together and, I mean, we clicked from the, we glue from the beginning. We see each other every day. He's an amazing man, amazing man. And anyway, it was the time that everybody was migrating here to Australia. And his sister was going to migrate to Australia and say, why don't we all go? And anyway, we went to the office to do all the legal stuff. And the men say, are you married? And we say, no. And he say, you have to get married. And Carlos looked at me and said, you want to get married? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> like that. That's how romantic it was. <laughs> That's a classic. My mom got a shock when we told her because mothers want the big dream and, you know, get prepared. But here was about our dreams and think bigger and our future was more important than a big wedding or a big celebration. So you were thinking beyond across the Pacific Paddle. That's right, yes, that's right. Because I always say there has to be something bigger up there. And back in the days, a lot of people were emigrating to first to United States from my country. And my dream, even when I was a teenager, was going to the United States, my money to buy a television, because I never had a television growing up, never had a television. And that was my first dream, thinking, if I can only go to the United States, work and buy a television for my family. Instead, you married Carlos. (laughs) You moved to Australia, and he at the time was a baker, is that right? That that is correct. He came with with his trade as a baker, yes. But he never worked as a baker here in Australia. When we arrived in Australia, I was five months pregnant, and we arrived with zero money. Um, Of course, we have the meals in the hostel, but it was so different, you know. The smell (laughs) used to make me sick, maybe because I was pregnant. So until Carlos was able to work and get the first pie, every day I have toast. And a cup of tea. There was nearly two weeks was my only meal that I have. <laughs> what was the first employment that Carlos was able to receive? Well, we was blessed that Carlos started working just two weeks after we arrived. Um, he didn't speak English at the time because they were so needed of people. They have programs to teach English to people. So Carlos took the opportunity to learn and he started working in Goodyear Tires. He worked with rubber, not with bread. So how long did you end up living in the hostel? We lived for one year, yes. And then we moved to Cabramata, yes, to an apartment. We was able to rent. 
um, furnished simple, but yet we have our living room, all the furniture that we needed. We started with secondhand furniture, but we was grateful for the opportunity to move to our own place. Yes. So you had your son. Did you stay in Cabramatta for a long time? What was life like in those early family days? was very lovely. Back in the days that when we lived in there, was all immigrant family. There was a lot of Italian, Spanish people. Yes, and it was, was a community there. Later on in the years when the other communities come, change. And then we move as well. We move to another suburb. But it was something, each place that we live, we can take something good from where we was and we enjoy it. So you also enjoyed having a young baby because not much later you decided to have number two. That's correct, yes. Um, we have our first baby, which was, oh, was such a joy and so beautiful. Yes, we wanted to have a second one almost straight away, but second baby didn't come until three and a half years later, and another beautiful baby boy. And your hubby was still working with the tyres? Yes, he's still working with the tyre. By this time, having a second baby, the money was not enough with one job, so he took a second job. This was a place they used to do like a metal plates for machinery, but uh, I, to help him, I started doing some work from home, like I used to sell Tupperware, Pessimaware, that kind of thing when Carlos come or on Sundays, whenever he's at home and he can look after the babies, I go and sell stuff because I love to sell. I was a good seller. <laughs> I can imagine you was a good seller. So in this season of your life, Carmen, where was God in the picture? Well, I believe in God. I always did. But was not something that we think about him every day. Was more religion than anything else. Yes, wasn't until actually a few years later when we had a crisis in our in our marriage that actually I started seeking God in another way. There was uh, Easter's time and we was having lunch at my house with my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and we was talking about God actually and someone ring to invite me to church to this evangelical church. I never been in one, never heard about it. But because there was someone that somehow uh, I like her, I say to Carlos, oh, we have to go. Just like it, give, doing her a favor. Carlos said, you can go, but I will not go. So I went ahead and go with the kids. And it was so amazing because that day I was born again. Yes. So your hubby wasn't there, so he no, must he have been wondering what's happened. Yeah. I come back and I I was so excited. I told to him and he said, okay, you can go ahead and go, but don't ask me to go. I will go whenever I feel it in my heart. And I say, okay. So like a three weeks later was Mother's Day. So the kids, they preparing something Sunday school. So that Sunday we asked Carlos to come with us. And something happened in my house that morning. Every Mother's Day they give me breakfast in bed. And as was Carlos was passing the children's room, he noticed that my oldest son was hitting the youngest. And he did, Carlos, something that he never did before or after that, that incident. He smacked my son in the face. So we was in church, and the pastor started talking about not smacking the children in the face. And Carlos was thinking, 
oh, no, Carmen told the pastor what I did today. Then he said, oh, no, she never moved from my side. How did he know? And this is how he realized that God is real. And that dialogue got saved. Yes. Amazing how God can use a situation, you know, a unique situation. Because Carl never smacked my kids. Uh, I was the, the, severe, the person who brings discipline in the house. But it was amazing how God brought us almost exactly to the detail what happened in my house. And Carlos said, this is not a coincidence. How did he know all this? So there has to be a God. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is having a chat with Carmen Sanchez, who was born and raised in Uruguay, South America, and then moved to Argentina when she was married at nearly 20 years old. Eventually, they emigrated to Australia, and Carmen has brought her Latino-flavoured cooking with her. We'll find out about that and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Carmen Sanchez, who's the author of a cookbook called Food with Latino Flavor. Before the break, we heard how Carmen and her family emigrated to Australia from South America. Now, here's more of Carmen sharing her story and about the impact Christ has had on her life. The change in our life was so amazing. We found something that amazing. Um, the boy that we feel in our heart, we didn't even know what was that boy, but I know our life changed. And this Jesus, this uh, uh, Christian family that we found, uh, was, I don't know, was amazing, was beautiful, was beautiful. I really fall in love with the Lord in the first sight, was love at first sight because he become my everything. He become, I become passionate about him, about the word of God, about everything. We got involved with the church straight away. But you didn't stay in Sydney forever. You actually went back to Argentina. Tell us about that return and about the revival that was happening at that time. It is amazing. Sometimes your life doesn't make sense because we was happy here in Australia. Okay, we love Australia. Uh, Carlos was, uh, he finally, he found a good position. He became general manager for a company and he was making very good money. So we got a beautiful house, a beautiful, good lifestyle, you know, simple, but very good lifestyle. And then I say one day to Carlos, Carlos, you better go and have a checkup. Something, you know, when comes to your heart. So he went. And they call us straight away as an emergency. And they told us the, the, he had the valve of the heart block. You know, and the doctor say, I don't even know how you are sitting here and you are alive. You're supposed to be dead or at least paraplegic or something like that, you know. So it's not a news that you want to hear it. You don't even expect it because we saw Carlos was very healthy. But it was on a Tuesday afternoon. That Tuesday we used to go to church to prayer. 
And I say to the doctor, doctor, please, we need today to think about it. And tomorrow we will come back and see what we're going to do. So on the way to church, we were very quiet because you don't know what to say to each other with a news like this. But I have a, um, something come to my mind, a dream, a vision, not a dream, a vision that I have two years before, you know, like it, I have in my heart, uh, I was praying and I have this vision and I almost was God told me that Carlos was going to die. And I plead with God and I pray. Uh, I was not an uh, intercessor or a big prayer later. I didn't even knew how to pray. I just opened my heart and I talked to God and I say, please, we need him, you know, but I never told anybody because I thought I was crazy. I never had a vision before, so this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that day God brought me up to my memory, that, and God told me that he is alive because of my prayer. Oh, I started crying and I told Carlos. So we arrived in church and I have to tell the world. So I said to the pastor, I got a testimony, I need to tell you. So I ran to the front and I started sharing. As I was sharing, I clearly hear the voice of God saying, he is healed. And I say, Carlo, God just told me that you are healed. So we all rejoice, you know. So we went next day to the doctor. He have all the tests again because we requested. And the doctor say, I don't know what happened. I cannot understand. But all is okay. You know, that was our first encounter with a miracle. My husband, you met my husband, he's here today because of a miracle. And this is the first one of many in years to come. Praise God, hey? So Carmen, you became a very special cook and hostess to a whole bunch of visiting pastors. Is that right? That is correct. They were coming because they heard about what is going on in the church, but they wanted to know, to see and experience how people live, you know, and especially the food because they love the food. And um, because I was translating for them, um, my children, my husband, they asked, how oh, can you invite us for lunch or for dinner? Even uh, we got pasta, they started for a few days as well. And we love to do it, you know, because we, we love people. We love to entertain people. So there was a, uh, a big opportunity for us. And I bet they loved you too. You also had a love for your children, naturally. And your son ended up going to the US of A to study at the Oral Roberts University. So you and your hubby also moved to the States? Well, he went by himself first. And then um, God actually, about a year later, told us to go, um, more or less... And we have to leave every scene and move to the States, yes. And then was another experience there because what we was able to see looking back, if your life is a journey and every part of your journey is so important to take you to God's purpose, they bring you closer. And in the journey, you do even what you think is your normal life, doing whatever you do, you're touching life, you're touching people, you know, and you're changing yourself as well. And so this was, uh, U.S. was going to be the new season of our life where we was going to learn a lot of other scenes. And it was in U.S. one night, God wake me up with the title of the book, my cooking book. So was so important for us, you know, uh, because we grew, we learned, and we got prepared for what God has for us. Okay, so you're in the States, 
for five years altogether. But this dream, this vision, you were given the title Food with Latino Flavor. Tell us more about your book and how it developed. Because we was entertaining people from overseas. They asked me for recipes. But every time I tell them how to make whatever I was serving at my table, oh, it, they say it tastes too long. So I hear that take too long over and over. And I start thinking because by then God started putting this idea in my head. And I say, well, it's too, because when I was a little girl, most of the lady was a stay home mom. So they have the time to cook and to eat, no matter how long it takes, they have the time. But most of the lady has to work these days, you know, mom and dad work. So you don't have the time. So God gave me the idea to create meals with a beautiful flavor that we have the, our, from our country, but that you can make it in an easier way by using different ingredients from the freezer, from the shelves. So I created the book and I want to create it in a simple way that when you see the picture, you say, oh, yummy, I think I can do this. And then when you do it, you're going to feel so great about it. Because I grew up around the table and now, unfortunately, families, they don't sit enough time together. And making a meal together, you're creating a memory. I like to encourage people to sit around the table, share a meal with your family, share a meal with your friend, with your neighbor that is lonely, just invite for a meal. It's beautiful. I think meals bring people together. So you're there in the U.S. You had the vision for the title of this book in the U.S. You were there for five years. What was it that brought you back to Australia? Well, as I say, our life is a journey. In the U.S., uh, we have something to learn, something to do. But see, people used to say, do you miss home? And we used to say yes, but the people were thinking we was missing Uruguay or Argentina. But home for us is Australia because we love Australia because Australia gives us the opportunity that my country never gave me. I'm here. My children had an education because Australia gave us the opportunity to work. See, so, um, and then my grandchildren were born in Argentina, okay, and they were coming here. Uh, that's enough you know, togetherness to see the family. And I said to Carlos, we can stay here. We need to go back to Australia to have, uh, you become homesick, more or less. And all of a sudden, we was talking just to come back to Australia, just to come back to Australia. Yeah, because we was getting homesick. So you came back to Sydney? Yes, we came back to Sydney and it was beautiful. At the time when we came back to Sydney, we just, Daniel, here right before us, he was in Australia. And a few months later, Claudio came from Argentina with his wife and two, two of the kids. So um, we gathered all together here in Australia again. And did you return to the Christian community that you left all those years ago? Yes, just for a visit, but because we went to a new neighborhood, we just went to the local church in their area. And did you stay in Sydney? No. You know, I say to God right now, I say, please, Lord, I need roots somewhere, you know, because we've been moving for different reasons. And no, actually, we come to live to Queensland because of Carlos got a job here in Queensland. And we've been in Queensland now for 
seven years. Neo, we moved to the most southern part of Queensland near the New South Wales border and we love it and we enjoy this very much, yes. So cooking is your main focus now with what you're doing with life? Oh yes it is because not only I cook in but in my heart it is well to promote my book but as well to teach younger generation about the importance of cooking. So food with Latino flavor, Uruguay, Argentina, it's by Carmen Sanchez. How are you utilizing your hospitality and your cooking within your new local church community near the New South Wales border? Amazing because the first day that I arrived in the church, they, uh, you know, you started talking, what do you do? And I started talking about the book. Straight away, they say, will you like to help with the catering of the church? And of course, I say yes. And that's how I started. And now I'm helping with the barista cafe as well. And it's amazing how people are enjoying the food. So it's a pleasure, a pleasure. And I believe in your walk with God, you have seasons and you serve God with whatever God wants you in the season. But I feel in this season, God wants me to use my gift of cooking to serve him because I can see how people are coming into my life is because of that. So unbelievable. A few years ago, God used to take me to preach to different places. And then I was a teacher in, in inside the church. I went through different roles. But now I'm doing this. And if whatever you do, whatever is your gift, if you put it in God's hands, you're going to shine for God because God will use you. God bless you, Carmen, and thanks so much for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. God bless you. That was Karen Hunt chatting with Carmen Sanchez, who's the author of a cookbook called Food with Latino Flavor. Carmen says it's all about gathering together at mealtime, family and living with passion. To find out more about Carmen and her book, you can send her a message through her Facebook page called How to Start Over TV. That's How to Start Over TV. Carmen posts many videos there and says her goal is to provide a daily message of hope. Finally, I think it's great how Carmen has been using her delicious Latino-flavoured food to build relationships and to serve others at her local church. It's a wonderful picture of the rich diversity we have in the body of Christ, full of wide variety of flavours and passionate personalities. But all of us are unified in working together for the glory of God and to further his kingdom. As it says in the Bible, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Well, thanks for joining us for Carmen's Latino flavored story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. All I remember was sitting in church, listening to the sermon, then all of a sudden I audibly heard God say, it's Alaska. And I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. And I actually sat there after the sermon and after the singing and Sandra looked at me. I remember her looking at me saying, what's going on, you know? And and I said, it's Alaska. And she said, what? Well, many people go overseas to serve as missionaries in tropical areas like in Asia or Africa, but John and Sandra Drost have decided to go from Queensland to serve the Lord in the Arctic region of Canada and Alaska. 
Their newsletter is appropriately called The Frozen Wombats. We'll hear John and Sandra's story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.